0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on match day one of the new league season. Celtic lose on the opening day for the first time since 1997 with a 2-1 defeat at Hearts. Rangers saw off Livingston and now head to Malmo, get past that and Olympiakos or Ludogorets lie in wait. There were wins for Hibs and Aberdeen and a whole array of drama and controversy up and down the country just the way we like it. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and he's back inundated with concerned messages last week Mr Hugh Keevans I go away for a week Celtic go out of the Champions League to Mitchelland then they lose a domestic opening day fixture for the first time in 24 years Rangers won't wear the league sponsor's logo now a multi-million pound contract hangs in the balance Alec it's a good job I didn't go away for a fortnight yeah it was a good weekend of football a comfortable win for Rangers the Dons cruise past uh, Dundee United with a home win Hearts secure a win over Celtic with a last minute, minute uh, dramatic winner and Motherwell and Hibs served up a tremendous game with Hibs taking all three points yeah so if you've got any pent up frustration from the last week that you want to get out on Hugh Keevans he's here <laughs> and He's ready I'm delighted to have him back 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB This is what it's all about Monday night When we can reflect On a yes. weekend of league football And the fans were back Hugh Cavins oh. For as long as I find it suitable I think we'll always give them The headline Certainly for the first couple of weeks Because how good We were starved of it last season How good was it to see them back oh, In the decibel, numbers Yeah the decibel level Was uh, certainly very high uh, Rangers had more fans Than anyone else Inside the, their bigger ground Than uh, most other clubs And uh, they appreciated the, the three goals Against Livingston I thought the crowd At the Motherwell Hibs game Were super enthusiastic And get a terrific game to watch uh, the crowd at Tynecastle made a noise that was far greater than the numbers who were actually inside the ground. Uh, they were all Hearts fans, no Celtic fans allowed. And had there been Celtic fans there, might have heard a different kind of noise. Yes, so 141951 What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend? Maybe you watched it on TV, listened to it on radio. And even better still, were you there? I am desperate to hear from people who are at games. Was it everything you hoped it would be? Was it just how you remembered it? Please don't tell me you left early. If you were at a game, pick up the phone and let us know what you witnessed. 01419511025. However, I've missed this. Every Monday night at six o'clock, at five past six, for the last few weeks, I've been turning to Mrs. Duncan and asking for a howler of the weekend. <laughs> and it was usually something I've done wrong. So for you two... I want your result of the weekend, your goal of the weekend, and your howler of the weekend. And I think we're going to take this more seriously this season. I want, I want, yeah, I think we need to ramp up the concentration levels. I'll never on catch it. on. Right, go on. First of all, Hugh, result of the weekend: Aberdeen two, Dundee United nil. I'm Interesting going for choice. it because of Stephen Glass. When he was appointed, everyone said, "Ah, he's, he's a puppet. He's there to uh, be Dave Cormack's boy." Uh, that's why he's brought him back over from America But he's done everything right He got Scott Brown He brought in young players like Calvin Ramsey At the weekend Who contributed to a terrific second goal He brought in Christian Ramirez From the USA And he got his opening goal for the club I just think that Aberdeen Are doing everything right at the moment That's why on Saturday 
I said I think they can finish second in the league Okay, so Aberdeen result of the weekend for you, Alex? I'm going to go for Hearts, Gordon uh, First game back in the top flight And, uh, you know, as, as you said there Fans back in the ground They will feel harshly treated And to beat someone of Celtic stature I think that goes down very well for me Okay, goal of the weekend I think you had some good choices oh. On the opening weekend, by the way Some some nice finishes out there What did you go for? I, I am going to go for Celtic's Anthony Ralston He is much criticised by the Celtic supporters uh, and the team in general are much criticised But if there was anything at all positive out of the weekend Anthony Ralston's goal was it for Celtic Very fair of you, I like that Alex Ray There was a few good contenders at the weekend Gordon mm-hmm. Dundee scored a very well constructed goal However, I'm going to go for the boy Suter uh, And the reason being is this the guy that's come back from uh, two uh, ruptures To his Achilles, which is an incredible thing to do It showed character and to get the last minute winner I'm absolutely delighted for the kid So you've gone the sentimental choice I don't, I don't mind get that, that for me, that's but that's what I'm doing. I don't mind that at all And this is where it gets really interesting mm. Your howler of the weekend I mean bear in mind This was the weekend Where we had to settle for one linesman At Albion Rovers <laughs> uh, We had Ian McCall Calling Willie Gibson a, a, a very interesting swear word In his post-match interview For, for, a, for a laugh I, yes. I assume oh. So th- there was a lot going on What was your howler of the weekend? It's never too early to criticise a referee uh, Bobby Madden how did he miss the tackle from Andy Halliday on uh, Callum McGregor of Celtic? It, it could have been very serious for Callum McGregor. The referee showed no yellow cards, no red cards, and everyone says, I let the game go, I like to see that. But that's a howler. That was a, a tackle, a bad tackle, and it should have been punished. Yeah, I'm going to go for a referee in one as well. Uh, the referee, Aberdeen. I felt as if Charlie McGrew deserved some sort of action with the tackle late on. And the touchline I thought it was excessive I thought it was late uh, And it could have caused Some serious damage there uh, There we go then That's your goal result And howler of the weekend 01419511025 That's just a bit of fun We get mm. up to On a Monday night To see if the guys Have been paying attention And to see what deserves An early mention Before we get stuck in To the usual Debating points And arguments And all the rest of it There is a lot going on So pick up the phone 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB What's on your mind Where you at a game At the weekend Pick up the phone And let us know Clearly it was a huge result In the capital On Saturday night uh-huh. I don't think there's any Getting away from that It seems like an interesting Place to start Brian Is a Celtic fan From Kirk and Tillock How were you feeling At the full time whistle On Saturday Brian? Um, well where do you start really? Just, I wouldn't even say Disappointing Do you know that? I was expecting it And that's the sad thing About it I was expecting it I mean, for the performance, for the ones, the European games to this one, it's just, you were expecting it. That's the, that was the whole point of it. Um, Is that the hardest thing to take, Brian? Because, I mean, you, you've been a Celtic fan a long time, and particularly over the last, you know, nine, ten years, you, you don't expect to lose league games, do you? Certainly not to newly promoted teams. Well, that's, that's the sad thing about it. I mean, to look at that team, right... You think to yourself, you, you look at it, I mean, we're, we're going to have the same problems we had last season. The goalkeeper, the defence. I mean, it's just the same thing. See, after about an hour, right, looking at that game, they were knackered. The Celtic team was, was, was dead on their feet to, to look at that game. And you're thinking to yourself, why is this? You know what I mean? See, the, the, the bo- and I wouldn't even say it for the manager. I would see the board. The board have got a lot to, to answer for here. 
the bo- I'm, I'm I'm seething. Why why is why is this happened? It's not even it's not even incompetence. Do you know what? It, it's pure negligence for the Celtic board. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't blame Dominic Mackay. I wouldn't blame Poster Coglu or whoever. Right? See these guys sitting behind the scenes. What are they doing? What are they doing? Celtic's whole problem can be taken back to the removal of Neil Lennon and the 106 days which followed until Celtic appointed a manager. Over three months of inactivity at a time when they should have been taking care of the managerial position. They've let the Eddie Howe business turn into a fiasco. They did nothing at all on the transfer market when everyone knew they needed the biggest rebuild in history. And now it's all coming back to haunt them. Starfelt had to play after one training session and he was at fault uh, in the creation of the first goal and did not attack the ball uh, at Hart's second goal. Uh, Kyogo comes on and he only met the players that morning. Now, this is the kind of farcical goings-on that will afflict Celtic. They are now going from one... Talking point to another. They go to the Czech Republic on Thursday night. If anything goes wrong against Jabalich, then it'll further worry the Celtic fans and put greater pressure on Ange Postacoglu. Uh, for me, they, they, they cannot get this sorted out, I think, in time to have anything other than a very disappointing season for people like Brian. You almost have to flip-flop, Alex, between you know the game itself and, and then the bigger picture because, yet again, and you kind of... I don't know how many times we said this last season, Celtic dominated the ball. You would expect yeah. that. They, they, they maybe could have won the game, but, but they didn't. And it now seems like, on the road in particular, they're finding ways to lose games and, and, and often the same ways. How yeah. often did we talk about set pieces last season? And here we are, yet again, opening weekend of the season and we're back at it. Yeah, you can back months and there's a, a similar theme, Gordon, you're absolutely right. Uh, they dominated possession, I think it was a late 70s possession, uh, which doesn't obviously win games, but they just didn't seem to me to have that cutting edge required. And he always felt as if they were a bit uh, susceptible to that sucker punch at the death. I thought Hearts dug in very well, but listen, going back to Brian's point, this has been ongoing for a long time now that... And you have to be careful what you use because the, the the wording of this, because the way that they've gone about their business, I said in January, we, we went back to last October, November, when we felt as if Neil Lennon should have left then. Uh, they waited and they dithered and they were looking for a January report that actually never came. Oh. And then what happened is you end up sacking him in February and you're thinking, right, okay, Eddie Howe's a man. And we're getting over all ground here and, and you wait so long for him, Gordon. You then bring in the guy, Postacoglu, so late into the, uh, the proceedings He's not got an opportunity to bring players in now. We're led to believe there could be a couple of players coming in this week, but because of the the the, the, the confines, you have to quarantine and things. Mm-hmm. They may well have to wait for another couple of weeks. Now, time is of the essence for Celtic, and if they go the next couple of weeks, especially going th- uh, into out, out of Europe again, and they have this old firm game to contend with, they could be serious of trouble by the end of August. Uh, I mean, Brian. You'll never please. You'll never get consensus in football, particularly in this part of the world. But I do feel like most Celtic fans are still, you know, backing the manager and are along the same lines as you, worrying about why he is so underprepared rather than picking faults in in him. Do you feel like that's the way the majority of the support feels? 
Well, the, the thing is, right, it's like, I think the question you've got to ask yourself is like, why is the manager in this position? The same as Alex says there. Now, Alex, you probably agree with me. You ex-professional yourself. See, watching that game, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, the Celtic team were dead. The way I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, we had chances, right? But watching the Hearts team, you were going like that, wait a minute. They, they looked at the ones that was if they were, they were going to get them snatched the winner. You know what I mean? And this is a newly promoted Hearts team to a Celtic team and you're like that. I've never in my life have I seen, I'm 39 years of age, right? And I've watched Celtic all my life and never in my life have I ever seen Celtic in this state. I've seen, I can remember in the early 90s before Tommy Burns took care and thinking to myself there was some bad teams then, right? I was only a young boy at the time. But watching it now and I'm thinking to myself, why have we let ourselves get into this position? What has happened here? Now this has been, the Celtic board have sat and says to themselves, oh do you know what, Rangers have uh, they'll fall away and uh, we'll just do this and we'll do that. Don't worry about it, Rangers will fall away here. That's not been the case because Rangers come in, okay, Rangers played out their skins last season, take nothing away for them. They were the better team, okay? Even if Celtic played well, there was a title race on last season. But Celtic didn't lay a glove on them once. And this season, we're just going over all ground. The Celtic board is just incompetence. Well, I use the word incompetence. It's actual negligence for the Celtic board. They've not acted on it. They've done nothing. Absolutely nothing. And in my opinion, we need at least about six, seven, maybe even eight players to contend with Rangers this season. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. It was a pleasure to speak to you, Brian. Hopefully, you'll give us a call back. I want to squeeze in this from the Celtic manager, Ange Postacoglu. Disappointing result. Our first sort of five, ten minutes were chaotic, which we expected and we conceded. But then I thought we grew into the game and controlled the game for mostly our front third play wasn't great all night, to be fair. We got in some good areas and very little reward. And then we scored and I thought we'd go on for it with it from there. And we had some opportunities, but obviously disappointing to concede late. It's a set piece where we should be organised, and um, um, we kind of knew that that was going to be a major threat from them, and we dealt with it all pretty well the whole night. But obviously that last one, um, you know, we'll have a look at it and analyse it. But you know, you, you keep the game, the opposition in the game if you don't, if you don't sort of, you know, take control of those areas where we were dominant, and uh, you know, you can't sort of keep the opposition in the game because they're always going to be a threat for something like that Liam's a Celtic fan in Airdrie Liam listening to the manager there how do you feel about him about the team and about everything that's going on after the weekend Hi Gordon yeah I'm obviously not very happy after the weekend um, I think that I think that the subject is, of the issues that Celtic have been touched by the first caller and, and kind of started the the opening um, there's a lot of problems with Celtic the size of Mount Everest that need to be resolved um, that however doesn't change the fact that uh, and I'll give you credit. You talked about the Andy Halliday red card. Celtic were on the receiving end of three really poor refereeing decisions. The Halliday red card, which could have broke Callum McGregor's ankle. The goal was a perfectly good goal, which was disallowed. And the free kick at the end, which led to the goal. And I know we should have defended it better, but I, I do recall, you know, Scotland kind of losing its mind when Italy got a free kick, remember, in the Euro uh, playoff many years ago. And um, that should have been defended better. So, yeah, it, you know, of course we should have defended it better, but it wasn't a free kick. These are game-changing decisions that Celtic were on the receiving end of. And I'm not saying it's a conspiracy for anyone jumps down my throat, but you look at what happened at the Rangers game. There were three players offside for a goal, which 
was given. You know, Bobby Madden is not a good referee. Why is VAR not involved? These, these are game changers. We got a, a league title that's worth thirty million pounds at the end of the season, and I know there's a lot of problems with Celtic. I accept that, but these are game changers. That, that had a material impact on the game. Those decisions. I believe Celtic. You know, despite the problems, despite everything that's going on, I believe we would have won the game had Halliday been sent off with what's just forty minutes to go, had the goal been given, and had Hearts not got a free kick. We would have won that game. So yes, Celtic have a lot of issues to resolve, but. Those were game-changing decisions that the referee got wrong and had a material impact on the match. But Liam, so, there, there are also other game-changing situations, such as... To be fair, though, no, let's deal with those first, though, because you know th- th- this is what we do. We, we can't just brush them off because Celtic are no. in a bit of a state. So you've I, already I, I, shown your hand. You I, think Andy yeah. was fortunate. Yeah, very Good fortunate. Get, we'll maybe get his thoughts on it later in the week. Well, um, I, I really don't know. I, I mean, Andy... We'll be here later in the week And I, I like Andy And we, everybody's fine But I really don't know How he could defend himself it, it, is, it is blatant And the referee has missed it But There are other Game changing mm. issues Scott Bain in goal he, He's one of three Bad goalkeepers at Celtic And Starfelt Just into the team you're looking for him to be more aggressive at the the free kick from which you, you John Silver scores. You got to let him off day one, though, do you not? Yeah, well, but at the and same if Scott time, Bain stays on his line. We're, we're not having this discussion. Yeah, but, but these are all us and buts. Sorry, Sean, you go you finish know, your point. But you know, Liam and, and other Celtic supporters, mm-hmm. you're right to be angry about Bobby Madden. However, the big picture: Craig Gordon is let go by Celtic, who insult Craig Gordon in the final analysis and force him to leave the club because of the reduction in wages which they offered him he would was an outstanding goalkeeper for Celtic and should still be at Celtic then you look at Ayeti and you look at Barkas and you look at Bolingoli the place is full of multi-million pound misfits the decision making at Celtic for a long time now has been the game changer Alex, this is week one, so f- yes. feel free to record this and play it back. I always try and be consistent, particularly <laughs> on just on marginal offsides, right? Yes. Because Liam mentions, v- and would you agree we're Celtic unfairly? Yeah, well, the, the one that went through to uh, for, for Taylor, the, I think. Taylor, was so it, it was Taylor, it, and then he crossed yeah. it, and a bad scores. For the, me, the, for me, that's onside. Whilst yeah. we don't have VAR, we, we will never fix marginal sure. offsides decision, and I think we can all at least agree that it was close, and yeah. that with the naked eye and players moving. They might happen I'm not saying Celtic fans Have to just sit back And ex- well, you, you kind of do Like I say Until we have VAR I'm not sure We have, we, sure. We, ne- we never fix marginal offsides But do you agree with you The tackle Oh no listen, Gordon I've said And I've been very consistent Like yourself Over over uh, the course That I've been on this show It's a long time The one thing I always hated Is when I was going away From a player And somebody right down My Achilles Catches me at that particular area I always feel it's, it's a really dangerous tackle uh, because he's clearly getting away There was no attempt to play the ball So I, did, I feel as if Andy Most certainly got away with one there Without a doubt uh, Liam, final word to you Yeah, I mean Hugh is completely deflected and diverted But he always does I mean, Craig Gordon not being a Celtic Has got nothing to do with Bobby Madden Not standing off Andy Halliday That's just, you know I was going to give Hugh credit But I'm going to just say that You know, that was a ridiculous thing to say, Hugh um, It's got nothing to do with Bobby Madden Making those bad decisions Neither is Barkas or a Yeti or whatever So Please focus on the issue the next time a caller calls up. That's all I well, To be fair, Bobby Madden wouldn't have made the offside decision, would he? No, 
No, I, I, yeah, but he didn't set off holiday and he gave the free kick. I understand that. I appreciate that. But I just wish you would focus on the issues that a caller raises rather than focusing on trying to deflect and divert and causing a bit of controversy. I, I'm not I, trying to deflect. I am not trying to deflect. He I agreed with them. I, I called <laughs> out sure. Bobby Madden in the first minutes of the show. I am trying to get away from the thinking that referees will prevent Celtic from progression. Celtic got to nine in a row with Bobby Madden still being a referee here. Uh, there are huge, huge problems at the club, none of which are affected by referees. Ah, it definitely feels like a Monday night We're now. One four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard and more of your calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141-951-1025. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And this is how I really know we're back on a Monday night because I've got umpteen tweets here, Hugh, which start with the following two words. What about... Uh-huh. Loads ah. of them Loads and loads of them So lots of the callers on Angry with Andy Halliday's tackle on Callum McGregor Now we've got loads of responses on Twitter saying What about Sorrow on Andy Halliday And then the, the, the worst of Twitter The still image of the tackle There is nothing worse out there than the still image Because yeah. it's hard to get context, uh, context Absolutely The images I'm being sent do indeed show Sorrow's studs on Andy Halliday's knee I, I, I don't remember it I must admit But that was... You need to cut me some slack here. That's when that time of night I'm in the realms of, you know, I don't know, maybe nappies or something like that. You give me, you're still letting me off for a few months. <laughs> I have to be honest, not you, my I, own. I was, I was sending that image as well there. Now, I went to have a couple of cup, cups of coffee during the game. <laughs> oh, and I listen I, to you. And I would have picked up on that if I, I would have seen it. So, you somebody can actually one? send us the actual video footage of it, please. Well, I mean, Andy can come in and tell us himself. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he's got a terrible limp, you should see. <laughs> so, you know, but you're right. What about it? Um, we, the Celtic fans have to face up to it that the, the, they've been let down by the those who govern the club and they're trying to play catch up after three and a half months of inactivity and it shows Jordan is a Rangers fan on the line Hi Jordan How you doing Gordon? How you doing there lads? You're First right. time caller here Good uh, to good. have you along tonight What did you make of the weekend then? Aye good um, uh, Rangers support so it was Ibrox for the game um, just a couple of points obviously uh, Rangers, um, just it was pretty straightforward. You know, it's uh, just carrying on from last season, which is good to see. It wasn't a great game, but it was professional performance, and it's just you're kind of getting used to it. Obviously, going to Ibrooks now, um, seeing Rangers putting in that kind of performance and uh, comfortable at the back as well. Just don't want to concede at all. Um, so yeah. But I just like is that the biggest compliment in many ways, Jordan? Because like fans aside, and, and we'll get to that. It felt exactly like last season. Now I know Sakala started and, and Lundstrom come on, but by and large it's the same team, and it was very, it, it was very much the same type of performance in a fixture like that, wasn't it? Aye, well, when you've got guys like Roof uh, and Lundstrom coming off your bench, you know, you're in a good spot, you know. Uh, it's and I think a lot of credit's got to go to just not just Stephen Gerrard. I think for the top down, your Ross Wilson's, even your Douglas Parts. I think the club is finally. Been run like a 21st century club now You know you, They've identified what needed done Maybe it took a wee bit longer than fans hoped But um, You know For the top down They're just very well run And you're, you're just confident I mean I'm confident We'll go on and win At least three, four titles in a row now with the, with the way we are In the state that lot are in You know it's, We're going to dominate for a wee while I think So 
It's, it's great to see Yeah I think it's important Just to focus on the one I think there's a A belief that Rangers Can kick on I think if they can get The title in the bag this year Then you obviously have The group stage money Next year which Sets them up nicely To as you say Continue with this Kind of model that they have They do have a lot of uh, Things in place The recruitment policy the, the signing players In the January Giving them time to settle in It seems to be Kind of seamless And uh, you know They're in a very good place Going back to your point About the the performance At the weekend For me The best way to describe it Would be routine You know the, They were comfortable They dominated the game They're not conceding goals And you're absolutely right In terms of what they can Actually bring off the bench It was a, a similar theme last year And they just seem to be In a good place at the moment Yeah they're certainly In a good place There's not a problem On the horizon on the park, off the park, there's plenty going on But on the park, they are comfortable And uh, I believe that they will win the league by a considerable distance um, And the fans, like Jordan, uh, have been freed from 10 years of misery And uh, now they're, uh, uh, you know, we can't look three or four seasons into the future Because this is Scotland and you never know the minute here Never mind what will happen three or four years from now uh, But certainly... Rangers are absolutely fine In a good place Good players Lots of them And they will win the league with no problem Jordan, what was it like being back at the game? Aye, brilliant um, Just obviously it was a nice day as well But I was brilliant, you know seeing, It felt like I, obviously it wasn't It was half capacity But it still felt, you know The atmosphere and stuff As if it was full, you know It was it was great to be back Seeing the team, you know uh, It was it was an enjoyable day, obviously, you know, for the start to finish. It was, as I say, it wasn't the greatest of games of of being at Ibrox, but no, it was routine, comfortable. Just you're kind of expecting that. You're not trudging up the stairs watching teams like Murray and Kashinia. Now you're actually kind of jumping up to see what you're going to see the day, how many goals you're going to see. You know, uh, but Murray just to make a second wee point. Carry really on. Well. on you go. It just kind of continues on for how good that we have been. But um, you know, I think it was at Liam for Airdrie. You know, your first game in the season and already we're getting referee talks, you know, you don't hear it for nine years. You hear, you see, I mean, as a Rangers fan, we sat and watched it, quadruple trebles. No, mate, I mean, we'll be honest and say the referee in, in this country isn't great, but it's, I mean, have they seen bad decisions in Scotland? My mates are Kelly fans, seen bad decisions, you know, Rangers fans, seen bad decisions, but I think you're going to get a lot of that in your show. Because I think they've just been broken by us, to be fair. They just think they can handle it very well. I think they're shell-shocked. The Celtic fans are shell-shocked. Oh, well, can, can we just establish that every single fan base complains about referees? Yeah, sure. Let, let, yeah. Let's be honest. Goes with the territory, Gordon. Yeah, as Rangers are in a settled, contented place, the Celtic fans are shell-shocked because their club is in a chaotic state. And uh, again, it is the fault of governance. Those who run Celtic have made appalling decisions, continue to make appalling decisions, and have left uh, Ange Postacoglu with a huge task. And he himself has got to prove that he was the, the, the right second choice or whatever he was for the job. But uh, the Celtic fans are shell-shocked. And that's why some, not all, some will go on about referees when they've, they're not really at the root of the problem. Again, I think everybody complains about referees. Yeah. That, that's that is that's part of being a, a football fan. Not everyone does it, but a lot of people will. Well, we, um, oh God, we often give the, our howler of the week to a referee from various games across. Weeks, I would yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's twenty-five to seven, and we might as well just shut Twitter because we won't top this tonight. From Darren McGill, right? Darren says, talking about what aboutery. 
What about Hugh's last trip to Anstruther? Three times he tried the toilet while I was in doing my business. I think I got out just in time. <laughs> He's a you stalker. Get a, you get a bit impatient. Oh, that was nice. I took the kids in their <laughs> in their Denmark so jerseys. They, they, they're, um, you know, binational, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, with a Danish dad. So they had their Denmark tops on to watch Denmark play that night. And then the wee fella, the youngest of the two, really had to go. You've been there, Alec. Yes. You've seen the movie, and I. There's nothing on the door to tell you whether it was vacant <laughs> or occupied. So if if that's the the occasion you're talking about, I plead guilty, Your Honour. Can you imagine? Right, you're sitting. You're trying to get some peace and quiet. You're in the toilet. Someone tries the door, and then you just hear the voice. I mean, <laughs> recognisable. Anybody in there I mean I wouldn't try And do the impersonation But you would You would know straight away Who it was was. Try to get the other side Of the door Brilliant Thank you very much Jordan I know that was your first time So make sure You give us a call back Let's hear what Stephen Gerrard Had to say Looking back on that Victory at the weekend I thought it was good In large parts I think we played With a lot of control You know there's very little uh, Action in our box And there John Had a relatively Quiet afternoon So I'm really pleased About that I thought from from the first whistle up until we went 1-0 up, we were terrific. Played with a real agency and an intensity that Livingston was struggling to cope with. And then I thought our mentality changed from 1-0. Uh, we complicated the game a little bit. And um, everyone was taking that extra touch and slowed it down a little bit. And um, it gave Livingston a chance to breathe. Um, from 2-0 to, to seeing the game out, I thought we were fantastic again. So it was just that middle part, really, where we needed to just take less touches and keep finding outcomes, crosses, shots, and keep testing the goalkeeper. Because I thought we, we sort of come off come off it a little bit from there. Scott could have started today. We're, we're out of doubt. I think his performances in pre-season, he's been outstanding. Um, you know, we're working on him a lot in, in the final third in terms of getting numbers into his game. But uh, I thought he'd come on today and he was a right bright spark, full of energy. Um, he sees a pass. He's always looking forward, looking to penetrate. He's quick. And um, he got his rewards from another strong performance. So he, he's really in my thinking for Tuesday night now. Is that the way it has to be, Alex? If you're Rangers and you've won the title, but you're looking to stay hungry, you're looking to see what, what's next... Steven Gerrard could easily have come in and said we scored three, we didn't concede um, but but there's no point in pretending it was a perfect performance if you're him yeah. if you're him you, ha- you, you you will look at what could be done better and yeah. he talks about you know the, the middle portion of the game Yeah and he's absolutely right uh, the one thing I like about Steven Gerrard is he always calls it as he sees it he doesn't try and sugarcoat it uh, he's usually very honest and frank and that was exactly the way the game panned out Gordon I thought it started the game brilliantly there was an intensity a purpose about it and you have to give uh, Livingston a little bit of credit as well because they sat in and made it very difficult, became stuffy, the game got bogged down. And once it's 1-0, you're always thinking to yourself, there's an opportunity to uh, to get that equaliser. Mm. But as he said there uh, in the post-match, John McLaughlin wasn't trouble at, at all. And I, I see the boy Scott right. I really like this boy. He, when when you get a turnover of possession and you have Ryan Kent can bust for, for, for the middle of your own half guard and run 40, 50 yards with the ball, mm. this boy right can do this as well. And I think when you're up against... Uh, particularly in Europe I think he will use them tomorrow night Well we now know That should Rangers get past Malmo Olympiakos Or Ludogorets Lie in wait And that of course would be Then the, the final hurdle To get into the Champions League Group stages Paul As a Rangers fan What do you make of The, the European draw And the game coming up this week? Oh hi there Gordon and uh, Alec and Hugh hey, Thanks um, Yeah no looking forward to it Listen can I, Before I make my point Can I just pick Hugh up in something? Oh absolutely uh, Nothing more. Don't jump down my throat here, but I just I was listening to that call over there with Liam, um, and you said that Celtic have got three bad goalkeepers now. I'm <laughs> strange here. I'm defending Celtic, but 
I thought the Connor Tazard, you know, a bit harsh on that young guy. He, he basically saved that penalty for Celtic to get the quadruple treble. Now, he might not be good enough. I didn't see the guy on a daily basis, obviously, but what do you, do you think that comment's right? Yeah, well, it's my comment. I stand by it. They do not have a top-class goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, and I think the wording sounded harsh, and I thought it at the time, but but clearly that's what you mean in the sense that out of the three of them, none of them are an obvious first-choice keeper. Is that is that fair? They are certainly not... First choice goalkeepers None of them Barkas has been a disaster uh, Scott Bain's a journeyman goalkeeper Good luck to him He's had a nice turnout Of joining Celtic And enjoying better times Than the times he's going through right now But he's never A first team goalkeeper at Celtic And Connor Hazard He had his moment of glory In the cup final Against Hearts But if Connor Hazard Was the answer to the question Then he'd be in goal right now Paul it is of course up to you I just want to Remind you we're getting quite close to the travel So if you want to talk about Malmo or the weekend or whatever it is It might be a good time to do so Yeah, yeah, no, no worries I'll put the, the timer on here then Now, quick question for Alec then uh, And maybe Hugh can, can give us a say as well uh, I was just a wee bit surprised I'm obviously delighted with the result 3-0, great Played well in certain aspects A wee bit disappointed with, with Bass I thought maybe his crosses could have been a wee bit more direct But that's maybe something we can work on But I was just a wee bit surprised when I brought um, Cedric Eaton in um, particularly for the Malmo game because Roof's obviously going to be suspended So, and I know Roof got a goal but would it have not made more sense to bring Eaton on uh, rather than Roof to get a bit more game time before the Malmo game Yeah, you, you, you make a good point but they were still chasing the three points at that particular time as well you know, it was only 1-0 when Roof came on so I feel as if he's actually put him on to lead the line to get that three points and get the job done whereas if he'd have put Eaton on he might have said well why did you not put Roof on so I think it was probably in hindsight the best decision for him because he came on, he scored the goal but I take your point on in terms of that next game listen, I think it's fairly obvious that he will come into the reckon as well Eaton, three goals in pre-season um, did, did, with that in mind then are you surprised he didn't play more of a part of the weekend I feel yeah, like there's I, understand a, the, yeah. I feel like there's quite a few when I read social media often Rangers fans are waiting for it and to get that start and it, it doesn't it doesn't materialise really yeah listen I think he's obviously on the back of uh, the Real Madrid game Fashion Sakala uh, got the, the nod Gordon and I thought he was a wee bit isolated nothing really came mm. off I think if you're playing as a number nine as well You're looking for a lot better deliveries So uh, I, I take the point on That you want to give him more game time Because I think if he plays on Tuesday night yep. I think he could be pivotal Because you need that physical presence To get up the pitch Paul, for a long time European qualifiers brought with it A sense of dread for, for our Scottish clubs Does what Rangers have done in Europe In the past couple of seasons Put that dread to one side Do you now go in with, with confidence and optimism Or is it does it still always niggle away? I know, I think coming uh, in with a lot more confidence now. You know, going on the days with the Cassini and the Hedge and everything. I mean, Gerard's brought a lot of pride back to the club and it's through his experience at Liverpool, no doubt, that, that, that where we are, where we are. But obviously, you know, we're not there yet. I'm still, I don't count my chickens. Uh, you know, these ties are always really difficult. I mean, you know, I've got back to Walter Smith and what he said about them before. Um, but I'm sure Gerard is professionalism and he'll have the players ready for this. And hopefully, you know, we make it to group stages and and we put Scotland, Scottish football back in the map again as, as Gerard and the team have done for the last few years you know. Thank you very much That was Paul 01419511025 It's a great time to call We'll get more of your calls next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here You can phone, you can tweet You can listen in silence Do whatever you like We are on 01419511025 
if need be um, On the European front We told you about Rangers, Ludogorets Or Olympiakos If they get past Malmo For Celtic Should they get to the Playoff round of the Europa League They will face AZ Alkmaar If you have any thoughts on that You can feel free to get them in I feel like we're spinning Many plates At this time of the season You're trying to reflect on the league You're looking ahead to not only one But then the next European opponent There's signings There's lack of signings Glad to be back I think in the case of Rangers and Celtic They should not be looking any further than Tuesday night and Thursday night uh, Because Malmo will be of a certain standard It's very early in Rangers season Uh, Celtic are going to play uh, a team from the Czech Republic That's been problematic for Celtic That was certainly the case last season Uh, Even though uh, Jabalets lost 3-0 at the weekend They'll be dangerous for Celtic At a time when Celtic simply are not doing things properly Yeah, there was a lot of good football at the weekend The game at Fir Park was an absolute cracker Aberdeen winning at Pitodre Fascinating one at Dens involving St Mirren And Dundee And of course we've got the Ayrshire Derby Returning oh. in the Championship tonight as well So keep the calls coming in Let's go to Kilmarnock But we're going to bring in Sean Who wants to talk Celtic Take it away Sean Hi Gordon Hello I, sorry, I missed the start of the show I believe it Is it Alec Ray and Hugh? It sure is, yep Yeah, yeah Hi, hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, good evening Hi, listen if you, if you can just allow me Can I just make two wee quick points And then ask a question To a member of the panel Go for it um, Listen, the, the two wee quick points I only, I only started listening to the show Maybe 20, 25 minutes in And there was a fellow Celtic fan uh, The first thing I heard Bobby Madden Bobby Madden uh, Listen Bobby Madden As far as I'm concerned Is Probably the top referee we've got in this country. He's, he's the person who I would probably choose to officiate the bigger games. Again, it's just a, just an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find don't get me wrong, <clears throat> Celtic's goal was clearly onside. That that's a retrospective opinion. Um, but as far as the Halliday challenge goes, it was it was poor. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Andy Halliday, but I would admit. Since listening to Andy When he's been on the show I think I find him Kind of knowledgeable He's changed my opinion of him So I think he'll be honest enough To say it was poor um, But He's a football player It's a contact sport These things happen Yeah I mean that's Magnanimous of Of Sean Yeah You see the, the, the Is Bobby question, Madden the best ref In the country If you had to pick one Hugh Arguably But the question you ask us On a Monday night Your howler of the weekend It's not who do you think is the worst referee in the country? It is the howler of the weekend. I think Sean was more responding to the, to the previous caller. Uh, and I, and I think, you know, he made a mistake. I am utterly convinced he made a mistake and it was a bad mistake because he was very close to McGregor and Andy Halliday. Mm. Uh, so that's all we're saying. It, it was, for me, the, the poorest refereeing decision of the weekend. Just a quick one for Twitter though. Maybe we should try and set our stall out nice and early. When there is a bad tackle or one that gets spoken about, I, I am never going to be able to then run through the list of every other perceived bad tackle across the weekend. So if you think we're missing something out and you really want it discussed, the best bet is probably to, to pick up that phone and let us know. Sean, what about the this big picture then about, you know, the Celtic, the manager, the board, the players, whatever it is? But that, that leads me on to my, my second point if you just allowed me to ask a question after. My, my second point was really um again, this is just a, a personal opinion, but I don't I don't think most Celtic fans looked at the start of this season with a lot of confidence. I think straight up just put the cards on the table. I think the facts are the Rangers have got a better squad. They're they're probably favourites for the league. And Celtic have got they're, they're in the, actually in the middle of that rebuild, so it's a case of 
the board, the board have got a lot to answer for. I mean, as Boss Nicoglu isn't going to come under too much pressure because it was happening in the last couple of weeks. But we're at a stage now where they're trying to build, and during that rebuild process, we need to try and keep in line with Rangers. We need to we can't we can't suffer too many bad results. And again, I, that was my second point really is that Ange Postecoglou does he's not going to come under a lot of fire here. But again, patience in Glasgow is something that uh, can be thin. Yeah, that's that's a good point, right? Because everybody keeps saying the same thing. It's not the manager's fault. Oh. He needs time, and he does. That is true. I'm I'm just going to be interested to see how quickly people abandon that, just because that's what we do. Uh, not because he deserves it, yeah. but that's what we do. They will abandon it on the, the evening of August 29, if Rangers have beaten Celtic, uh, and who knows what will happen to Celtic between now and then. Uh, I, I I do understand that it's not entirely fair, but. Who said life was fair when it comes to Scottish football? Uh, my main point will always be Celtic went to sleep for 106 days. They let a man string them along. They didn't bring in players. They didn't bring in a, a manager. They should have ditched Eddie Howe very early on. And they went three and a half months without any transfer activity. They have created a self-inflicted wound that is horrible. Everybody can see what Ange Postacoglu yeah. is trying to do, Alex. It's been well documented, inverted fullbacks. And in fact, if Ange Postacoglu didn't play that way, we wouldn't have seen the great goal from Anthony Ralston at the weekend. That's that's kind of the point. You get them in the pitch, they're more involved. You're looking to then get your wide guys higher up. That's yeah. maybe the bit that that hasn't happened. And he's trying to do it with players that might not be able to. So. Sure. <laughs> Where's the balance? Because yeah, absolutely. You, you would expect a new manager to come and stick to. He's got. I mean, for goodness' sake, what's the guy? The guy played three competitive games. Yeah. Why? Why is it even a discussion about how much time he needs? Because of course, it's more than this. Yeah, w- without doubt. I thought Gary Caldwell made an interesting point uh, a couple of weeks ago. You want to play in a particular style. Mm. If you don't have the personnel to do that, Gordon, mm. you have to abandon it and try and find a way to get results. Mm. Is, is uh, that is that a tough balance though? Because I know that's you know. Well, it depends. I tell you what, you know, if he does this continuously over the next couple of weeks. And he's not getting the results Then he will change the, the that But I have to say That was a real uh, Example of the way He wants to play Ralston in that Inside right If you like Picked up a lovely ball And I have to say I agree with you Because he's been battled For pillow to post And why is he in there And he's lost right back We've had it all And I have to say The way he took that goal Was uh, credit to him I thought he'd done ever so well uh, Unfortunately They couldn't kick on After that And going back to the Bobby Madden For me Bobby Madden Is one of the standout referees he made a mistake at the weekend But he is one of the better yeah. refs Sean what about that then In terms of you know This notion of time and, and what that looks like And how comfortable you are With what you know you can see The team trying to do Of course I mean Craig Gordon Had said in, <coughs> One of the, one of the kind of dailies This morning That um, he was kind of Quite impressed About how Celtic went About their business But you can have Close to 75% possession You can have 19 shots And attempts on goal Or whatever But the point was We didn't really work Hearts as, as much as they probably should have And that's just Again that's just an opinion You can tell fans to be patient But if they don't want to be patient They pay the money to go in Yeah but I think it's the opposite I don't think we're telling fans to be patient I think fans are already no. decided That they want to give the manager time Well Based on the ones we get on the phone anyway Over the remainder of this month He'll have to go to the Czech Republic And then uh, Jablonek will have to come here uh, So that's an important Thing so I've got out the, the uh, Champions League to to lose to the team from the Czech Republic will not look good. Mm-hmm. They have a League Cup tie against Hearts, the team who have just beaten them, and then they have Ibrooks 
And they have done the And St Mirren in the but, league but, but, but That's the thing I don't, I don't doubt any of that But even even saying all that And you're right Of course they're important games But even when you add all them up It will still be I don't Forgive my arithmetic Eight Nine Competitive games Into a, into an overhaul Which everyone said Was one of the biggest overhauls Celtic have ever had to yeah. go through So even if After those eight or nine games If it's not going well That's still got to be That, that surely is a very small sample size But if you have departed And I'm giving you the worst case scenario here If you have departed uh, That phase of the Europa League By failing to beat a team from the Czech Republic If you have lost to Hearts in the Betfred Cup If you are defeated by Rangers at Ibrox And who knows what else It's not fair on Ange Postacoglu Because he has been let down by the people who have employed him However Everyone always says This city is unlike any other and they say that for a reason Because all the high-minded notions About patience and fairness Will fly out the window Unless Ange Postacoglu Starts getting positive results And quickly How is it 5-7 to seven already? What a quick opening hour Sean, we'll have to leave it there I'm very sorry Give us a call back sometime Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Is it going to be a season debut for Hugh Keevans? Is it going to be Alex Ray? It certainly could be you 01419511025 You come on here You answer as many questions right as you can And if you beat Hugh or Alex You win the signed ball It could not be simpler You do, however, need to think quick The phone lines close at 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off looking back on the weekend's big talking points. Clearly a disappointing result for Celtic, and with that comes lots of questions. How are we feeling about Ange Postecoglou, about the Celtic board, about the backing, the recruitment, Europe this week, and the list goes on. Lots of compliments from the Rangers fans who watched their team beat Livingston at the weekend as well. So if you've thoughts on them, keep them coming in. Anything else? How many other good games did we have? Were you at a game at the weekend? That's what I want to know. Particularly game of the weekend, you'd have to say, for part yesterday, for the neutral five-goal thriller. A cracker at Dens as well. Aberdeen were comfortable. There's an Ayrshire derby tonight. So pick up the phone and get in touch. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Tonight's Beat the Pundit almost didn't take place because I quickly during the break asked Alex Ray for a coin. He went into his pocket, pulled out a 50 pence, the biggest coin he could find, and threw it at me at roundabout throat level. So I just about managed to catch it, and uh, I think we're good to go. That's the last time I'll make that mistake. Let's bring in tonight's contestant. Oh, this is good, Hugh. Not far. If we need to deliver oh. the ball, we can just go along the road. Martin is in Clyde Bank. How's it going, Martin? Aye, no bad, no bad, thank you I see what's happening here Martin As a Celtic fan, you've had a rough weekend But you can make up for it by winning Beat the Pundit Is that the thought process? Oh aye, definitely Good, good. right, let's, and you never know, Hugh might be rusty He was away for the, how long were you away for? It felt like a long time uh, One week Or was it just a week? Saturday to Saturday Right, okay And it was for your 50th wedding anniversary? Correct Congratulations Thank yeah. you Commiserations to Mrs Keevans of course But we, we any secrets that you want to share with the listeners To the, the secret to a long and ha- happy If that's the right word, marriage? Don't answer back Sounds good to me Right, okay Heads it will be Hugh And tails it will be Alex Ray You won last week, didn't you? Mm, don't think I did it last week, no No, you I didn't I think it was play. Big Gary, wasn't it? So it was 
Tails, you've got your chance. Lovely, you might throw right, that okay. back at me. See if I can control it. There you go, I'll pass it gently <laughs> underneath the desk. Uh, right, Martin, you've got Alex Ray, so I'm going to give him some Clyde 2 to listen to, just so that he can't steal what he's doing, like the worst dad dancing ever. So that means that he must have Clyde 2 in his ear. 30 seconds on the clock, Martin. Answer as many right as you can. Pass quickly. That is the secret. If you don't know, pass quickly and we'll move on, okay? Yeah. Right, 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts... Now Who scored the first league goal Of the 2021-22 season At the weekend In the top flight Yeah it's hard Which Scottish side Are known as The Blue Toon uh, Who played the number 9 shirt In Celtic's 2003 UEFA Cup final Before Dundee last season Who were the last team To win promotion To the top flight Via the playoffs Hamilton Academical Name the only manager From outside the UK To manage Aberdeen who are the only Premiership side in Scotland to build and use a new stadium this millennium? Good question. St Mirren. Okay, let's bring back Alex Ray. Alex, can you hear us? By the way, I'm watching Shoggy. He's going like that to Phil Collins. Is he bobbing away? Was he yeah, right? Okay, brilliant. thirty seconds, Alex. Head yes. to head. Your time starts. No. Which player scored the first league goal of the 21-22 season at the weekend? Which Scottish side are known as the Blue Toon? Uh, pass. Who played in the number 9 shirt for Celtic in the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Uh, Larson. Before Dundee last season, who were the last team to win promotion to the top flight via the playoffs? Hamilton. Name the only manager from outside the UK to manage Aberdeen. Uh, Snow, Snowdal. Who are the only Premiership... <laughs> I've started so I'll finish as they say. Who are the only Premiership side to build and use a new stadium this millennium in Scotland? Uh, Premiership... There we go Okay Martin how do you think that went? I think it's a close one I'm not going to lie Yeah let's find out um, No way that's Snowdale one what, what, what I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Snowman at one point Snowdale <laughs> What I will say just, be, just to set it up Alex Ray I think you were the joint winner Of the Beat the Pundit last season Yes Black Arthur's on He's, he's already keeping the list for this season So you actually do have a bit of a reputation to keep up However <sighs> Did you forget that the Rangers game kicked off early? It wasn't even oh, Brophy stop it, it was I yet. thought you were talking about minute wise Oh Hadji oh, was no, it was the first goal was Hadji First league goal was Hadji oh, Jesus By no definition was it Eamon Brophy So it was 1-0 to Martin The Scottish side known as the Blue Toons Peter Head 2-0 Martin You know what number Henrik Larson wore for Celtic Surely Seven yeah right, Exactly Well Chris Sutton was the number 9 So it's 3-0 to Martin before Dundee last season Who were the last team to win promotion To the top flight via the playoffs Hamilton's a sort of safe bet I see where you're going It was a memorable one But Livy did it Remember? Yes Beating Partick Thistle I'm bad with oh. you um, So 3-0 Even if I'm being generous right And I give you Snowman Or whatever Snowman. it was you said Ebby Scovedal yeah. You'll remember him oh, well, Hugh very well yep. um, So still it would be 3-1 I'm not even sure yeah. I can give you that nah, And uh, you both got St Mirren Are the only Premiership side To build and use a new stadium This millennium In the top flight Alex Ray got one Last, yeah, well done, last well season's done. winner Joint winner Alex Ray got one And Martin you have battered them Well done Thanks very much yeah, Thank well played, you. Good stuff We'll get Hugh to sit, send the ball over When he's going down For the morning newspapers tomorrow <laughs> About your way I think But you know these parts well Absolutely Good stuff Right 01419511025 Any thoughts on Celtic Ange Postacoglu The board The signings Rangers The performance at the weekend Malmo Whatever it is Keep them coming That's been the main topic In the first half 
of the show And of course there's a lot more to get through What a weekend it was How good was it to hear the sound of fans When the ball hit the back of the net When the referee made a dodgy decision When someone fell on their backside Having fans back played such a part And we be keen to hear from fans who were out at the games Let's bring in uh, Lewis Who's from Paisley But he's a Motherwell fan Did you manage to make it along at the weekend Lewis Or were you watching from afar? Hi, good evening gents, how you all doing? Good, thank you, good um, Yep, I made it down on Sunday to Fur Park First time in about 18 months Which was uh, it was a great return back to Fur Park To see some football at home um, For a neutral fan, which was my friend Cameron He came along with me And um, as a neutral fan the, the, the performance from both teams And the goals, both in the first half and the second half Was obviously good and inviting for our fans that don't go On a weekly basis um, So yep, we got two yep. season tickets Once again, Mullow, um, as a club, board direct Board of directors, sorry, um, are well ahead of the rest of Scottish football, I believe, um, in regards to um, giving fans free season tickets to next season and it being a fan owner based club and everything like that going forward. So, yeah, it was good to get along yesterday. Um, That's a great point to start, though, on, on the quality of the game, Lewis. I like that because, look, there's room for a bit of everything. Don't mind the controversy, the drama, the debate. That's what makes our world turn as well. Oh. So, it's Andy Halliday's tackle is very interesting and, and was there one on Sorrow? That's fine, that's got its own place At the same time, Hugh I want, I'd want, i love this to be a season Where we, we shout about the things that are good about our game as well And, yeah. and we, we, we really Because it, it was taken away from fans It's back, there is a lot to like And what an advert that was for the game yesterday For anyone who scoffs at the notion of putting non-old firm teams on the TV Well, that was answered at Fur Park yesterday I looked at social media today and I saw people posting uh, pictures of themselves with their young children, male and female, at Fir Park yesterday. Happy to take their children to the game, uh, probably for the first time, given that we've been under lock and key for a year and a half. Uh, the quality of the football was high. It was not without its controversy. Stephen O'Donnell, the penalty kick, what else can he do? Etc, etc. But... It was a first class day out at the football And I think the, the size of the crowd Demonstrated that people are hungry To get back mm. And well done to Motherwell Alan Burrows I think is One of the men within Scottish football Who really and truly does have his finger on the pulse He knows the community aspect of the club He understands the environment in which they live And that Motherwell are doing all the right things They did not get any points though and that will annoy Graham Alexander Who felt that they were worthy of yeah. At least one point But onward and upward Thanks for reminding me Yeah for all its flaws Alex Social yep. media can be an interesting barometer I was on yesterday And you know So I could see people with Celtic pictures Or Rangers pictures Whatever saying Great game this Hibs and Motherwell Mother and Hibs You know loving it You were texting me at the yes. time Actually keeping me informed When I was elsewhere And it was a cracker It was brilliant I loved every minute I just thought the way That both teams set about it They were very adventurous it was interesting because you get a wee flavour of new players coming in. Van Veen, uh, the big striker uh, for Motherwell, really impressed. I, I was texting you, think this guy will do a turn if he can if he can stay fit. And uh, there was a bit of controversy in that as well, where there was a penalty in the first half, the handball. So you're always going to get this debate. But in terms of a spectacle, it was uh, it was brilliant. I loved every minute of it. And going back to Motherwell as a club, uh, Hugh talked about it. The community base, mm. they're very. Uh, forward thinking They are always looking out for the fans And it is to be commended Yeah I mean Lewis Hughes right It was a defeat in the end What about the performance gives you hope Going forward Whether it's individuals or, or a collective thing What did you see that you liked? Yeah as Alex was saying um, Kevin Van Der Veen What an outstanding performance he gave um, In the final third of the park I don't feel as though 
he had a lot of help up front um, by the two the two wingers on either side. Um, I don't know if we maybe need to bring in a, a couple of more players before the end of the month. But overall, I think performance-wise, there is progression. Um, and I feel as though we will we'll finish probably, or hopefully, top six this season. Um, just just over, overall with, with, with the performance going, going into one. Um, at half-time, I did genuinely think we're going to get a result. Um, the best we could have got was probably three each. Um, but unfortunately, um, Steve McDonough handball penalty. Um, Liam Kelly was close enough to get to the get to the ball for the save, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, it went in the back of the net. But going going on to the next game against St John's, I feel there was a lot of positives to take. It was a great day out as a fan back after eighteen months, and uh, and yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of potential, a lot of positives to take from the game, and, and and yeah, I think we can do quite well this season. Yeah, I mean, with it being so early and it's a long way to go, if you're looking at the, you can understand why although it was a defeat, Lewis felt the yeah. performance was decent. On the other hand, did Hibs show exactly why they're a lot of people's tip to finish third or fourth because Motherwell were good and, and they did come yeah. at them, but, but Hibs were better and, and managed yeah. to win the game. Gordon, middle to front, uh, Hibs are very good. You look at the front line, Boyle's always bright. You're Brian Christian Dodge off the, the bench as well to get that, that goal, uh, all important goal. Uh, you have Nisbet and, and for me he's one of the, the top strikers in the country He will look to improve on I think he's 16 or 17 goals last year So I just feel as if You look at the boy and Yule In the middle of the park You know uh, McGuinness is now starting to make a, An appearance as well He will get amongst the goals as well So middle to front I always feel with Hibs They're just a wee bit susceptible at the back They'll, they'll lose Josh Doig yep. uh, Either to Burnley or to Watford In all probability But he will bring in Four million pounds If Hibs get their way You'd have to hope that would be enough for Hibbs to say to Nisbet and to Boyle, uh, sorry, but you're, you're here for the season. Uh, because any more reductions uh, to Jack Ross's squad, and that would deflate them after a good start to the season. But, say, first day, first class, both teams. Yeah, the other game yesterday as well, that battle for... I mean it's always billed as the battle for third You never know if Maybe they do have designs on, on causing an upset Whether it be Hibs or Aberdeen yep. Alex uh, Very comfortable for Aberdeen yesterday You managed to watch that A 2-0 yeah. victory against Dundee United I just I, I look at their, uh, their personnel uh, Gordon that they have at the disposal Some good additions as well Ramirez The Jet up front Brings a physical presence I, th- I think he will be pivotal uh, You look at Johnny Hayes Can I get in his twilight His career the, the amount of energy he gets through is, is tremendous You look in the middle of the park Brown Ferguson's breaking from middle to front as well So You've also got Hedges So they've got good options Ojo's in the mix as well Starting to show what he was brought to the club for I just look at Aberdeen Gordon And I said that at the weekend Five wins here uh, oh. Since the turn of the year In 22 games It's nowhere near good enough uh, Last year for So Calvin Ramsey turned 18 On Saturday Hugh Plays on Sunday Lovely assist for the goal So there's a good mix going on at Aberdeen Aberdeen have to bear in mind one thing They finished 46 points behind Rangers Even if they won 7 games more than they did last season They'll still finish 25 points behind Rangers If Rangers can maintain their form So they are a big club within Scottish football But big clubs have to do more And that's why I praised Stephen Glass at the very outset there Because everyone thought Oh he's been brought over from Atlanta so that he'll be Dave Cormack's man at Pataudry but he's got in Scott Brown he's got in Calvin Ramsey well he was there already but yeah, I take the yeah, point into the team he got him into the team uh, he brought Ramirez. in Christian Ramirez uh, and I know that you all laughed at me on Saturday when I said they would finish second 
Celtic are going to have to do something remarkable or they will not finish runners-up and Aberdeen, I think, will. Thank you to Lewis. Let's bring in Simon, who's a Kilmarnock fan. There's an Ayrshire derby tonight, Kilmarnock yes. against Ayr. What a way this is to welcome in Championship football for you, Simon. How you doing, guys? Uh, I'm literally just in the stadium just now, oh, so apologies are a bit loud. You can be a roving uh, reporter then. Tell us all about it. Yeah, oh, absolutely buzzing for the game. Uh, it was a really, really bad season last season. I spoke to you about it a couple of times, but uh, I'm pleased with the work Tommy Wright's done in the summer. I think we've done really, really good business. I think we've brought in a lot of really good players, but we're just missing that striker, uh, missing a goal scorer. I think Tommy Wright spoke about that himself. So uh, if we can bring that in, I think looking at the, the level of the championship, I think we might do all right. But uh, yeah, just absolutely buzzing for this game today. And uh, looking forward to getting started. There's been a lot of focus on the top flight, Simon. There always is in Glasgow, but the Edinburgh derbies are back. The Dundee derbies are back. What does this one mean to Kilmarnock fans? I mean, we'd rather it was in the Premiership and uh, we'd rather Ayr had got promoted rather than us getting relegated. But... Um, I think most Commander fans would say the same that we're a bit upset or you know, just a little bit gutted that there weren't air fans here tonight. Um we understand the reason for it and Commander can never when they're only given three and a half thousand fans for the game, uh, tickets for the game, they're never gonna turn away season ticket holders to bring in airway fans, which is a shame but you know, it's never gonna happen. But so it's gonna feel a little bit less like a derby, but um yeah, it's just gonna be great to, to see uh Commander can air in a league derby again and I'll be honest I hope there's only four of them and I hope they're straight back up to the Premiership next season but yeah whilst it's here it's uh, it's good to it's good to have it and um, yeah I hope we, we come out with the three points I'm you've gone into that, you. oh yeah you've, got, you've gone into a mad league Simon what for me was the most remarkable turnaround of the weekend rated <sighs> overs four goals up on Hamilton Ackies 25 minutes left to play and the Ackies get a four-all draw. It's unprofessional on the part of Wraith Rovers. It is highly commendable on the part of Hamilton Ackies for their never-say-die attitude. And it's also representative, Simon, of a championship that I think will offer us tremendous excitement from day one. Yeah, I mean, Simon mentions the players. We yes. had Chris Birkin on Friday night. Um, another friend of the show, Steve McGinn's now there. Yes. Liam Polworth, who had a lot of top flight assists for Motherwell, is in. Yes, I, I mean, I could, the, the list yeah. goes on. Um, but some interesting recruitment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's guys who are familiar with that level of football as well. God, listen, see, the one thing that Commander don't want to do is they don't want to languish down there for a couple of years because it becomes more and more difficult. We've seen it with several clubs over, over the last couple of decades where they get stuck there for three or four years. The personnel that they've brought in, I think the, the top end of the pitch they need to put a wee bit more reinforcements. And I, I feel as if they're going to have a very good season because they have the money to back it up as well. This won't surprise you, right? Just a, a quick anecdote about the Ayrshire Derby that will not surprise you. Mm-hmm. Gordon Diello, right? F- former Air United <laughs> manager. So we're sitting in the office on Saturday and I think it was Lindsay and the news team said, Gordon, how many Ayrshire Derbies did you, did you manage in? And he said, oh, as usual, never shy in praising himself. He said, three undefeated in them, he said. I, I, I won them all. Um, I think it was 1-0, 2-0 and, and 3-0 back in, in the mid-90s. And Lindsay was, oh, that's good. What, what year were you there? And he, and he looked it up and he said, no, Gordon, you, you're undefeated in four. There was a fourth one. And he goes, no, 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 three. Not just the three. He said, no, honestly, I've got it here in front of me. October 2001, air nil, Kilmarnock nil. So you're unbeaten in four. He didn't win them all, but there was a fourth. Nah, I don't remember it. He said, don't remember it. <laughs> That was en route to the cup final Where they played Rangers And he can't remember They put Kilmarnock out en route Am I no. right Simon? Are you a bit young? 
uh, I'll not uh, confirm it than either, <laughs> but um, it's a... You know, we had a really bad record at Somerset. That's, uh, that's, right. that's always been the case. We had a really bad record at Somerset, but we got a really good record at Rugby Park. So Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. But genuinely, the one he forgot was the one that led to the cup final. Just what chance have you got? Mm. 01419511025. Thank you, Simon. More of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here We're about to bring in Ross Who's a Celtic fan We've got Roger the Rangers fan Hanging on the line as well So let me be quick On this full time teaser It's back for the new season Hugh I hope you've been studying up Because the listeners have been Getting in touch at Fulltime At Clyde1.com You come up with a question You send it to that address And we ruin the pundits evening By giving them the question So Fulltime at Clyde1.com I like this one Topical From Danny from Barrow and Furness Danny sent the question up And he says It's been over a decade Since Rangers played In the Champions League When they got knocked out In qualifying from Malmo You know what's coming Can you name the Rangers team From that night I'll give you the details right So the second leg Was Wednesday 3rd of August 2011 Stephen Davis So have a wee think about What you were doing McGregor. In your life right? Hold on hold on hold on Stephen Davis Yes well done McGregor Yes uh, Mendes Pedro Mendes was not playing Beguera Sorry Kevin Thompson Beguera yes And Kevin Thompson no So we'll leave it there then You can chip in as well on Twitter You can play along with us And if you want to have your question used on the show It's full time at Clyde1.com We'll leave that bubbling away there We're looking for the Rangers team The last time they played Malmo in Europe August 2011 Let's bring in Ross in Pollock What's your point Ross? Hi guys, how you doing? Uh, first of all, congratulations to you. Hope you had a nice time and congratulations on the wedding anniversary. You're very um, kind, thank you. First of all, I want to obviously speak about the game on Saturday. And I, don't get me wrong, I think Hearts deserve to win. Um, I think overall we get bullied. Um, but if I'm being honest, I think when is a Celtic board going to look at this major problem? Uh, the goalkeeping situation needs to be addressed. And Obviously, the speaker's talking about Joe Hart coming in, but I just feel like when we action, we need we need to address this goalkeeping situation as soon as possible because we are losing goals left, right, and centre. And if we keep continuing going on like this, I, I generally do agree with you. I worry for this finishing setting this year. The goalkeeping situation is a farce. Uh, you know, Craig Gordon was excellent while at Celtic Park, and then the club. Well, to, to be fair, though, right? He, I mean. He made great saves at the weekend He's a very good goalkeeper But he had fallen out of favour at Celtic as well Well I think Celtic wanted him off the premises And they thought but even, they, even before that Are we in danger of just rewriting it a little bit too much? Well they, 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 they brought him into a situation Where he felt that on a matter of principle mm. He would go back to Hearts For even less money Than Celtic were offering him And Celtic were offering him a big reduction in wages Celtic assumed that Fraser Forster was going back to the club and they assumed it wrongly. They then, for some reason, baffling, mystifying reason, paid £5 million for a goalkeeper they have now abandoned. Totally abandoned. They will not play him in a game for fear of losing that game. Joe Hart hasn't started, started a competitive match in over two years. Now, I'm not saying I'll that... Leak, uh, I'll must it must be a league game because yeah. he played for, played for Spurs. But... Uh, Joe Hart, good goalkeeper in his day. Uh, Celtic will have to decide that now whether they are willing to pay the kind of money it will take to get him here. But 
Ross on the line is absolutely correct For this situation to have gone on for as long as it has done Is comical And it's sadly typical for Ross and other Celtic fans Sadly typical of the way the club is being run It, it takes an eternity to bring anyone into the club mm-hmm. And the goalkeeping situation can only go from bad to worse I, I, I shudder to think what Ross and the Celtic fans will feel like if there's not a new goalkeeper by the end of August. Has, bring, uh, it up, bring it up to speed though, right? Yes. Because it's all relevant. I'm not saying it's not, but the backstory is one thing. On Saturday night, do, do you still see the problem there? Does Scott Bain, yeah. with it, particularly the winning goal, is that an issue? I thought his position was really poor, Gordon. He was too advanced. And when you actually look where the ball landed in the net, he just couldn't recover He's not the tallest goalkeeper anyway So for me he had a hand in it Obviously you have to stop it at source uh, There was three players queuing up I put it on Twitter as well Because this is a, a, a concern for Celtic last year It's the same this year And they have to do so much better Now I was on record last week as saying If you're the recruitment department And the manager at Celtic Your priority has to be a goalkeeper mm. Because you cannot go into the season With these guys that are currently there at the moment Joe Hart for you Listen, Gordon, if he could pitch... I, don't, I haven't seen him for so long. He's only played a cup, 10 cup games last year. If he could produce a level of performance, most certainly, because he's played at a level. He's won championships down in England. Uh, you know, he's been an England international. But I'm not exactly sure what he's at at the moment. But they have to think so much more advanced than this, Gordon. You can't be scratching about for a keeper in mid-30s. Uh, I know Rangers done it a couple of years ago and it's paid off. But then they got McLaughlin, uh, who's turned out to be a good one as well. There's always a risk that you're going to uh, run by actually bringing in guys of that mm-hmm. that age, Gordon. Ross, what, what about the weekend in particular? Did you is that what sparked the call? Was Scott being culpable in your mind? Yes, definitely, Gordon. Um, you know, um, I was on and I think I was on a Thursday night, and I said that I actually did take puzzles for the game on Wednesday, even though they lost. But you know, from Thursday night. To, to Saturday We just looked in Saturday night Clueless again We looked clueless We didn't create any Any chance I know we, I know Ralston scored his goal Fair enough But Apart from the Ralston goal We, we didn't see to cause Hearts any problem um, But for me The goalkeeping situation Is absolutely key now Because it's getting to a stage now Where we're conceding Six goals against West Ham Two against Hearts Two against Mitchell And The level we're going at We can't continue like this Because if we, if we keep continuing like this uh, as, as I said I do fear for us Because We're going to get We're going to get punished Every time a ball comes into the box And at the, end, at the end of the day For us to finish second We need to address this goalkeeping situation I would say before we get to Ibrox The other problem That arises from this Difficulty in getting players in Is that one day Ange Postacoglu is going to say This man walked out on Australia When he was the national team manager if you walk out in a country You can walk out in a club One day Unless this gets better Dramatically better I think the fear would be For the Celtic fans That he would say Nah I, I'm not getting it the help I mean, Like I say Three, three competitive games we, we've, I, we've got enough Drama on our hands Without worrying about That down the line yeah. Surely see, see for me uh, if This is obviously A big big opportunity For uh, Postacoglu I, I think He'll be thinking this is as good as he's going to get at the moment where, where he's been in Japan to come to a, a club like Celtic. I don't see him walking out anytime soon. Uh, right, thank you. Ross, 0141951 Roger is a Rangers fan from Uddingston, but he might be out and about at the moment. How's it going, Roger? <laughs> I'm, believe it or not, yeah, it's about and about, lads, but I had to call the show. How are we doing, lads? All right. Good, thank you. 
Good. Uh, a couple of points. First, to Mr. Cavens, um, you said that uh, the, the tackle was shocking by Andy, Hale, Andy Halliday on uh, McGregor, which we totally agree with. But the one in Sorrow on Halliday was pretty bad. But I tell you, one even worse than that was Yanis Hadji, the Rangers. I'm a big Rangers fan, as you know. The other guys managed to fulfil the game. Yanis Hadji didn't. He he could take off with a bad injury. Um, if you want to do um, like for like, I thought that was a horrendous challenge. Um, yeah, you could discuss all day the tackles versus my tackles, so on, blah blah blah. But at least the, the, the guys, the other three mentioned Halliday, Soro, and McGregor finished the game. But tell I think Soro was substituted later on for for Celtic. But uh, unfortunately, Yanis Hadji couldn't finish the game. I get that to an extent I'm not sure it's wise to To start going down the road though Of judging a tackle based on whether a player yeah. gets injured or not Because there yeah. can be there can be reasons either way And, and on that I should say Halliday's been in touch Oh yeah and he's, he's hurt he thought, you, he thought you and him had quite a good bond going on And, and he's hurt that, that, That's all I'm going to say Well you see He's in tears right now You see Andy It's always business It's never personal it's that, business And that's why he's got no pals Andy It's as simple as that um, Roger's right I mean We did watch the, the Rangers game yeah. in here Alex It it was clearly a bad tackle sure. We felt for Yanis Hadji Because he started the game well And couldn't continue it Was it more than a yellow? I mean uh, the player did get booked for it Listen I think he? it was excessive Gordon and yellow Listen I don't want to see players Getting sent off uh, I think a yellow would have sufficed uh, I'm led to believe Some of the reports today That Hadji will make the squad For tomorrow night Which is good news Which would suggest it wasn't He has you know, travelled Yeah so hopefully Hopefully he is available Because When you've done all that pre-season These are the games You want to be involved in He had a A real I thought the composure He showed for that first goal Was terrific we, You know he just Juking back onto his right foot And then managed to Hit the roof of the net So that would got him off To a flyer And to, to come off with a slight knock Then is obviously disappointing But listen See if we come in here every week And go that Phil's worse than that Phil For every other game mm. We'll be here all day Just to go back to the to uh, Roger's point When I was discussing Andy's tackle on Callum McGregor That's because I said That it was the refereeing Howler of the weekend for me I was not asked About Yanis Hadji Or any other game I was doing what the Caller earlier Criticised me for Not doing I was focusing on a particular game A particular yeah. incident I mean someone did mention Charlie Mulgrews It is tough to sort of yeah. Make sure You are allowed to mention One bad tackle Without automatically Having to mention Every other sure. one that, that took place This weekend yeah, I Last Charlie's weekend was a bit for the last as well. Five uh, I was up at Pataudry yesterday He got a Colourful reception oh. Shall we say Yes From the Aberdeen fans Colourful well, we'll leave it that It's uh, <laughs> I would imagine after the tackle It would have been oh, even more colourful It was before colorful. that But yeah yeah you're right um, Anyway uh, Roger The performance at the weekend The consensus was It, it was it was just like last season And it, it kind of felt like Nothing's changed Do you agree with that? And if so I assume you hope That that happens Going into Europe as well I think what happened was I think Stephen Gerrard Summed up really well We started right on fire The first 10-15 minutes Rangers were an absolute On fire uh, then there's a big gap between the kind of 15th, 20th minute right through to we get the, the goals at the end. Um, it was maybe take an extra touch, as Gerard said. Uh, yes, it was, it was very pleasing to, to win so convincingly uh, and play really well in stages and also uh, so many people who weren't even on the pitch. Um, yep. You've sat there stand on the bench. Um, so, yeah, got a wee quick point to yourself. Is it okay? Fire away No one's ever interested in me So No but my, my, I, was, I was watching the build up To the Motherwell Hibs game yesterday And I, I noticed you were working For the, the, the Doing reporting up there 
And my boy says to me Does that guy ever get a day off? <laughs> nah not at the moment It doesn't seem like it Roger But I think I think Mrs Duncan's happy to be rid of me to so be honest, As long as she hears the magic word Kitching Oh <laughs> not at all Not at all Just keeping busy Keeping busy Hugh That's what I it's all about uh, Thank you very much to Roger Who's out keeping busy Roger's delivering Chinese takeaways tonight Ooh, I'll give you the address nice. Roger You can swing by here uh, That would go down lovely Right Quickly then The Rangers team The last time they played Malmo August 2011 McGregor Bugera Davis Say that oh, Sorry That's the same uh, see Go on Sean Go on you go mate I've already said it Same as yourself Stephen Whittaker Yeah you got sent off Did you not Yes yeah. uh, Anymore I'm going to go for Lafferty uh, No okay Leave it there Let's bring in Paul Who's a Hearts fan In Sterling Paul All of us in here Everybody phoning up To talk about Celtic's deficiencies How good were your team I thought my team played really well. Got John Suter played brilliant. Craig Gordon, Celtic fans must. Well, we have got he. He got chased away for Parkhead after that performance. Uh, great performances, right through the, the the full team. But you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't think that. You would actually think, as a non-old Forum fan, it's really frustrating when you hear Celtic get beat. It was Celtic that lost that game. Has did they win that game? According to what I've read in the papers and listening to on shows, phone-ins and that. And they never do. They never do. No, any old firm team, non-old firm team, doesn't beat Celtic or Rangers. It's Celtic or Rangers that lose that game. And it's really frustrating uh, when you see it. Especially, like, I heard your guy, Brian, the very first Celtic caller that, uh, that came onto the show. Oh, my God. Ken, this guy sounded like he had a God-given right to win every single game. Okay. I just think it's laughable sometimes that the attitude. I wouldn't take it personally, Brian. Uh, Paul, I mean, I've I've been there. I think it's probably just the nature of any sport when when it, when a favourite loses. I would say two focus, things. Right? I think that's why it's. I'd nothing. say two things to Paul. First of all, if he re-examines the newspaper coverage this morning, he'll find out that Craig Gordon is wall to wall, cover to cover, and rightly so. He's the Hearts captain, and he had an outstanding game. So. Uh, there's another journalistic point that I have to make and that is that when it's Celtic or Rangers they are the biggest clubs in the country they have more followers than any other club in the country and they are the dramatic aspect of it that is not to say that that Hearts didn't do exceptionally well it's a fantastic start for Robbie Nielsen and everyone connected with the club however the drama at the moment within Scottish football the main source of drama within Scottish football is the ongoing story of Celtic and the failure to bring in players and the bad results that are building up. I gave them the the result of the weekend hearts, so I gave and them John credit. Suter, your yeah, goal of the yeah. weekend, uh, Paul. The thing I love about the new season is you know new signings who come in and do well or youngsters coming through. You've got an absolute gem in the middle of the park by the looks of it, do you not? Yes, well, you look really good. Oh, it's nice, nice to hear somebody like come getting about this. Uh, but which, which, yeah, Hugh was saying there that, that sounds to me like that's just appeasing the majority at the expense of the minority. Yeah. Like the shoot, can normal fun ones shouldn't we be thankful because somebody pays them a wee bit of lip service over a full weekend? I, I, I get a lot of this, Paul, but then we always fall into this rut, right? Because this is now your chance to praise Hearts, but, but instead we're wasting time worrying about why they don't get the praise that they deserve and that's not to say it's not valid but we are limited on time and if we truly want to give Hearts credit let's do it if, if that's the purpose yeah. let's do it Beningamy middle of the park just brought in Alex how good was he? no he was tremendous he was a proper uh, midfielder he got about the pitch very well Gordon can handle the ball very strong 
uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the midfield battle yesterday as well I found it intriguing And he was a real standout How encouraging was it? I mean there's so many facets to The fact that you know he's just been yeah. brought in All yeah, this absolutely. focus about you know pitching people in Who've just joined He was one of them So fitness wise to last To blend in But when you get a midfielder Who equally good off the ball and on it It was such an eye-catching performance Wasn't it? Yeah They've, they've had their uh, troubles to seek uh, They've brought a lot of players in Over the, the last few years Gordon It hasn't quite materialised Paid some good money If this guy's just come into the, the building And that was his opening performance I'm really looking forward to him Develop over the course of this season What does success look like For Hearts this season Paul? Because I think everyone acknowledges When a newly promoted team comes up They just aim to stay in the division but your hearts and you're a big club and, and that won't do. So what does success look like? The top six would be good and maybe rectifying that penalty shootout at uh, Hamden, uh, kind of like a good run in the cup, that that would be mm. a great season for hearts. Maybe I'm not saying win the cup, but maybe Kim yeah. had a great chance here and they were to go through their fingers. So the fact I think we're looking for that to get made up here, yeah. Yeah, well, very good cup record in recent seasons, you have to say. Paul, thanks for joining us. That was Paul instilling. Hopefully, we'll catch up soon. Paul, quickly on the teaser, any more, you two? Yeah, I've got a couple here, Gordon. I'm going okay. to go for. Are they uh, right, though? Well, this is it. Papach. Yes, well done, Mark Wilson's pal. Yes, I'm going to go for Yelovich. Yes, you're doing not bad. Hugh, one from you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> one more, Alex. The <laughs> uh, Beasley. Marcus De Beasley Marcus B No he's not in there So we'll get Beasley. the we'll get the rest next Just a quick one for you To mark your card If for some reason And I hope it's a good reason You're just joining us Remember you can listen To this whole show again With the Super Scoreboard Podcast Brought to you by Taggart's Motor Group Land Rover And Jaguar dealerships Throughout Glasgow and the West Wasted on Hugh Keevans Because he can't <laughs> drive However Super Scoreboard is available To listen back on the Clyde One app You can go Spotify Apple Podcasts Loads of other Podcast platforms as can well you get so it on the train you can't get it on your Nokia I know that much But yeah Head over there You can check out the whole show If you've missed it We'll get the rest of the answers To that teaser We'll get more calls Kick off in the Ayrshire Derby It's all happening next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are still here We've not scared them off And yeah There's still time for you To get your call in If you fancy 0141-951 1025. Um, any more on this teaser? Just a quick reminder because it's early in the season. We're trying to build up the questions full time at Clyde1.com. Have a think if you've got any good trivia out there, even one you've shamelessly stolen from somebody else, send it in and we'll try and use it on the show. Danny from Barrow and Furness asked tonight Can you name the Rangers team the last time they played Malmo? I think it was the last Champions League qualifier they played 2011. McGregor, Bouguera, Papach, Whitaker, Davis. Yelovich anymore? Edu. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, Boydy. No. Uh, I've got two more names here. It's Darsville before that. It's not Darsville. Uh, Naismith. Yes. There we go. What's Flash that? Shrug. Two to go. Three to go. Three, to go. Three to go. Right. Let's bring in Brendan, who's a Saint Mirren fan. Action-packed start for you boys, Brendan. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good evening, boys. And yeah. here's looking forward to another brilliant season. Absolutely. And here's hoping this time we can go above one or two above and end up in the top six this season. But what I would like to say to you, to yourselves, guys, is um, I think watching the game as I did on TV the other day, there was some on TV. Um, I thought that we played well. 
first of all. But the go the the referee was so far out his depth that I thought Tom Daly was gonna come on the pitch. <laughs> I mean the guy was a joke. He's some of his decisions that he made were something you would find in the race course down at the airport. That's how bad the guy was. The, the, the decision he made to send the boy off because of the tackle that he put in one of our lads and he nearly broke his ankle, which I thought was 100% spot on. But why Cummings took one of our players doing in their box, we got a penalty, and he wasn't sent off for it, I thought it was a joke. I thought you were talking I mean, about Tom. Sorry, Brendan. I thought you were talking about Tom Daly. The way the St Mirren player went down to the ground. There was no, 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 no. Come no, on, no. Brendan. I know. I know that the penalty was a bit soft, and I do agree with that. Hundred percent, I do agree with that. But at the end of the day, a penalty is a penalty, and we'll take the goal. Simple. Well, I mean, in new season's greetings to Craig Napier <laughs> if he's listening. Uh-huh. Um, let's go through some of the decisions. So, yeah, the penalty that. St Mirren got And was dispatched by Jamie McGrath Who's yeah. attracting interest oh. Never a penalty for you? No I don't think There was enough contact I thought his legs t- uh, Gave way too Too easily for me Hugh do you have a thought on it? Uh, I didn't think it was a penalty either um, Right Brendan you're, you're kind of okay On that one You Brendan thought it was A, you know, a definite red card For I agree with Max that. Anderson Yeah it was uh, You can't do that these days uh, Gordon Excessive force just wiped the boy out from behind. I agree with that decision. Listen, you it, can see the thought process, can't you? It's the old take yeah. one for the team, but you can have to do it more subtly than that. Yeah, I think in my day that you were encouraged to do that. However, you can't do that now. And listen, I think it was just a little bit of inexperience by the boy. But uh, listen, it gave uh, St Mirren an opportunity to go on and, and, and get that one. And it's just when Brendan used the word joke in association with the referee. I mean, at the end of the day, they are um, fully qualified referees. Oh come on You're no stranger To some strong oh, Forceful language Yeah 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 But You know he, he may have had a bad day And Referees The length and breadth Of the country Might have made mistakes But You know That, that does make them A joke Ah you'll, you'll have been called worse In the last 10 minutes Brendan The Little and large partnership It's one of those cliches But when the ball goes long, Curtis Main flicks it on and Eamon Brophy finishes it. That must have encouraged you greatly so early on. I think I think that we have got the possibility of a, a strike force that we've got there now since uh, the guys like Sir Barry Levetti and Mark Yardy back in the day. Um, we've, got, we've got the nucleus here of a very good, not just strike force, but a very good team. And I think Jim is going to be uh, applauded for it because I think the business he's done in the close season has been nothing short of remarkable. I would like to have seen another couple of players coming in, but I think what he's got and what he's going to work with, if he gets a chance, and hopefully he does, I think he could do something with this team. And I think we could go a couple of paces forward and what we finished in last season. And I just hope that at the end of the season, I can come back on again and say that I was right. Absolutely, well, we, all, we all love that I mean Alex Recruitment look, Yeah, main, main Brophy Yep uh, Char- Charles t- Dunn Tans up Alan Power's been signed yep. You know, it's it's obvious it's, In fact Jim Goodwin said it as well But even if he didn't It's pretty obvious They're picking players that know the league Absolutely. And that maybe live here already And that don't need to settle in And don't need to worry about hitting the ground running The same way other people might need to So 
it looked encouraging in spells, I yeah. guess, at the weekend. Yeah, without doubt. I think there's a continuity uh, with them. You've got Fraser, Shaughnessy, Olnick at the back. Uh, is sounding goals. I like the boy Erhorn in the middle of the park as well. He brings an energy to the middle. Uh, middle, and I quite like that partnership, Gordon. You've seen the snippets mm-hmm. of the weekend. You know, the up up to main, flicking around the corner, Brophy. So if they can get, and it wasn't just that they were trying to do reverse passes mm-hmm. to each other. So I think if they can keep all the players, I think McGrath is obviously going to be one to watch because. Mm-hmm. If he pitches in with another 17 goals Top 6 most certainly uh, uh, an, op- an option You can tell Craig Napier's had an interesting afternoon Brendan the St Mirren fan Thought he was a joke But James McPake the Dundee, Dundee manager Wasn't too impressed with him either Extremely proud of my players We've had a really challenging week 10 out altogether. Two of them that didn't train all week And played the day And another one that comes on in the game That didn't train all week And, and done really well So that we've had a really, really challenging week for the club but extremely proud of my players the way they handled that. I don't know if we need to go down my thoughts because my thoughts are the exact same as yours. I've seen it. I've seen the angle that everybody will probably will see, and I've seen the angle from behind the goals. It's not a penalty. Um, I thought the referee today wasn't great. I thought his fourth official wasn't great. No, I'm not here to bash referees. I give them credit when when credit's due, and I've got a, a very open and good relationship with, with Crawford Allen, who is fantastic and. And he always gives you the, the time and, and speaks to you and goes over decisions. But we're in the Premiership now. We're, we're in a league where financially and for those players, for those fans, um, they were robbed of a win today with that penalty. I don't, I don't know the rule to comment on that. And what I will do is I'll, I'll back my player. The same way I won't hammer the St Mirren player because he, he's doing what he thinks is best for his team. He's played for the penalty. Um, he's a young kid in his career. Max is a young kid in his career, so I'll back him all the way. Now, thankfully the boy isn't hurt He seems okay Red card, I don't know the rule um, But I've seen that back as well And it is a, if it's a professional foul is a red card then, then it's a red card If a professional foul isn't a red card Then I don't know St Mirren fans think the ref was a joke The Dundee manager says they were robbed of a win Football's back And he also had to say I mean he wasn't hurt I, I, I don't know what that's got to do with anything You know, It's either a, a, a red card decision Or not uh, whether the player is physically damaged or not is not relevant. Even the notion of professional foul and whether it's a red or not, Alex. Even if you took that out, probably, and to stick up for Craig Napier just a little bit. If he was here, if he was mad enough to join us on the phone, he would say he probably felt like it was a dangerous tackle, regardless of whether it's a professional foul or not. Gordon, I said at the top of the show, when you tackle someone from behind, you're running a risk going down to the Achilles, or when you do that scissor motion. And for me, it had all that. I had the excessive force as well. It was really. It was there was no quarters given, and for me it was a straight decision. I agree with him, uh, the referee there wholeheartedly. Right on this teaser, you've got three more Rangers players who played against Malmo the last time the sides met, August 2011. You've got Yelovich, Naismith, Davis, Edu, Whitaker, McGregor, Bugera, Papach, Lee McCulloch. Yes, uh, well done. I, I know that two players get sent off in this tie. Gordon, do we have both of them? Whitaker was one Yeah, yeah I, I know think, I'm just um, trying to think Who the other one was Stephen Davis I think you do Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got, it, you've right, got okay. them I'm not sure I can't remember specifically You've got them both though It's, right, n- okay. it's not any of the remaining two but We're struggling now Shug oh. I'm down to the bare bones Well I'll tell Positions you. That's... Well one's a former captain Fergie Nope You've already got one former captain In, in Lee McCulloch What about another Oh dear if you give me the position oh, I'll give easy. it away Won't it Yes um, Left back What Left back I thought Papa's played left back 
So you must have played like left centre back. Uh, left back. God, I can't, I can't think. He's just a former club captain, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, Wallace? Yes. Oh, yes Lee Wallace. Yes, and the yes. last one, the brilliant. <laughs> not much of a betting man, but I would have put everything I own on you two not getting this one because it's, it's oh. just one of them. You know. It's obviously a foreigner. Yeah, well, someone, yeah, guy who came and didn't see him very much and, and then left. Yeah. Was, was him, it's not him, Danny. He'd already no, left. No, no, and yeah. didn't have even had. This guy didn't even have as much of an impact as that. Right, okay. Initials? Nationality first. Spanish. Eh. <laughs> uh, nah, honestly, nah. there's no point. No, it's pretty a misery. Juan Ma Ortiz. Wow. Juan Ortiz. Wow, where's no? the old red herring for that? Not a chance. Right, it's still goalless. Kilmarnock Air United in the Ayrshire Derby in the Championship. What a week we have got in store for you. Malmo against Rangers tomorrow. Celtic and St Johnston in qualification action on Thursday as well. Hibs and Aberdeen all involved. And the transfer window's still open. Who's going to be signed? Who's going to leave? It's all happening. So you need to make sure you join us all week to stay up to speed on it. Six o'clock tomorrow with Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. In the meantime, it is goodbye from us, but you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher will look after you next.